You're listening to The Chamber Connection, a monthly podcast from your Fargo-Moorhead West Fargo Chamber of Commerce, where we go behind the scenes to talk about business, community, and leadership, and discover what's going on around town and shaping our future. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Chamber Connection. I'm Katie Mastell, your host for today. I'm excited to welcome Moorhead's newest mayor to the studio today. Shelly Carlson officially accepted the role as mayor on February 8th, taking the seat previously filled by Jonathan Judd. We're going to dive into her experience and vision today. So thanks so much for being here today, Shelly. Thank you so much, Katie, for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. Yes. So we'll just jump right in and start off about your new role as mayor, which you've been in for about two months now, it sounds like. So what's it been like to step in so unexpectedly? And if you want to share a little bit about your background, maybe for listeners too, would be great. Sure. Yeah. You know, it has been um, crazy. It's been a crazy, um, particularly the first few, few weeks, but um, the uh, my fellow council members and the city staff have been extremely helpful um, and very accommodating. And I think it also made things easier that I have a similar um, style to Mayor Judd, um, what he had prior um, to me uh, being appointed into the mayor position. And I wasn't completely unfamiliar with the role because I had been uh, serving on city council for a couple of years. So um, so that was also helpful, too, to at least get a little bit of insight into the inner workings of uh, city government and serving the public. So um, my background, since you asked, I am originally from Minot, North Dakota, and I came down to school, um, went to Moorhead State back when it was called Moorhead State, uh, started uh, school in 1990, and I have a bachelor's degree in legal assistance and a master's in public administration, uh, both from MSUM. So go Dragons. Uh, I currently work at an organization called the Minnesota Elder Justice Center, which is a nonprofit organization that serves the entire state of Minnesota. And our mission is to mobilize communities to address abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation against older and vulnerable adults. And what I do there is manage a federal office for victims of crime grant, working with multidisciplinary teams to address complex cases of elder abuse across the state of Minnesota. Um, I've been involved in the nonprofit and uh, victim services role in prosecutor's offices for the last 20, gosh, I think it's 27 years now I've been working in and serving wow. the public. So um, just a kind of a long history of doing whatever I can to make our community better. Um, served on a variety of different uh board of directors, the such as the FM Area Women's Fund Advisory Committee, um, and was, uh, like I said, a member of city council for two years before um, being appointed to mayor. Go to Trinity Lutheran Church in Moorhead, married, let's see, it'll be 24 years <laughs> this summer <laughs> that I've been married. Uh, my husband is a more, was a Moorhead spud, graduated from Moorhead, and as uh, both were my kids, we're Moorhead spuds and we're Born and raised in the Moorhead School District. So, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. It, it sounds definitely like the theme is you have a heart for service um, yes. in everything you do. And wow, your your career sounds fascinating and sounds like it's um, 
uh, very tough work, but probably very rewarding and very rewarding. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure the job of mayor is as well, pretty yes. uh, rewarding and fun filled, but also very busy, I'm sure. Um, I I do have to say though, Mayor Carlson, you have done a fantastic job jumping into the role, and just your your grace uh, through all of it has been um, awesome to watch and to witness. I know we for listeners we we brought Mayor Carlson into our Fargo West Fargo leadership class. It was I think two or three days after yes, maybe I think it was that's right. <laughs> very quickly after she became mayor, we threw her in with the rest of the mayors to talk to the leadership class, and uh, yes. you did an amazing job. So that was awesome to hear your journey right away as you stepped into those shoes. But yeah. Very- very small journey at that point three days (laughs) (laughs) yes but it was like I said you handled it very well so great to see um for for listeners that maybe haven't been as in tune to um Moorhead's mayoral mayoral uh candidacy and such can you give listeners a little bit of an idea of you know why Mayor Judd moved on what happened with that it wasn't a traditional election that you you know got elected through so how was that election process how does that work in the city of Moorhead when there's a vacancy yeah, so the city of Moorhead, um, we are a charter community, so we have um, kind of like the constitution of our city, and uh, Mayor Judd had been appointed to a judgeship in Ottertail County, who is appointed by Governor Waltz, and uh, for judges in, in the state of Minnesota, but I would imagine all over, um, they cannot become political, and mm-hmm. so he needed to resign almost immediately. I think he um, needed to resign within about two weeks after he was appointed by Governor Waltz um, and before he was actually sworn in as a judge. And Mayor Judd had um, appointed me mayor pro tem. So what that means is I would just fill in um, for meetings with him while if he was for him, if he happened to be gone. And so when he resigned, I had to immediately take over the meeting and then we had to declare the vacancy and then we had to, or I had to ask for nominations as to who would um, be appointed to fill the remainder of his position. And how our charter is written is that when uh, the mayor has served over 50% of his term, which Mayor Judd had, then the city council then appoints from the currently sitting city council members. So the only person who could be appointed would be from our current council members. And so I was um, very blessed and I am very grateful and appreciate the support from my city council that they unanimously appointed me to fill the remainder of Mayor Judd's position. So I uh, immediately was sworn in and took over my uh, the mayor role. Wow. And like you said, three days later, <laughs> I'm talking to the chamber leadership Started class. Started speaking engagements. There you go. Yeah. Right. Wow. Well, that, that's a great explanation. Thank you for that. That's um, very helpful. But wow, what a whirlwind of a process then it sounds like and just jumping right in. But Certainly, yes. certainly you're doing a nice job, but yeah, it had to be a lot to take on very quickly, it sounds like. Yes, I didn't get a whole lot of sleep those first couple of weeks. <laughs> I bet not. Yes, yes. Well, as we're talking about that your appointment didn't take place in a traditional fashion, um, you know, like usually you'd have a campaign, you'd be able to tell people about your vision, what you want to do with this city. So could you kind of tell people, tell, tell our listeners what they could have expected you had you formally run? You know, what could they have expected from your priorities, platform, plans for the city of Moorhead, those sorts of things? Right. Well, you know, right now we are working on a comprehensive plan for the city of Moorhead. Um, it's called Onward Moorhead. And we kicked off this project in September of 2020. 
um, and it is right now scheduled for city council approval in March 2022. So that's about two years or almost a full two years. And during this time, we are really um, doing a tremendous amount of citizen engagement to really find out what our citizens want and try to figure out a way um, to develop a comprehensive plan um, moving forward for the next 10 years. And how do you want to plan for this? Um, and it, what Onward Moorhead is going to do, it's really going to envision the community's future uh, for the next 10 years, like I said, by outlining our goals and our action steps that we need to do to make the vision an actual reality. So we're going to evaluate topics like the arts and culture, uh, mobility or micro-mobility, mm -hmm. uh, parks and open spaces, what our urban design is going to be and incorporating our downtown master plan um, that we had developed for the last 18 months, um, our land use and community sustainability and resilience. So it's a lot of work going into it, but the best plan um, is really what's going to kick it off for the next 10 years to create an, an even more vibrant and um, amazing community in our city of Moorhead. What an exciting time then while you're putting together these plans. That's a yes. really cool time to be a part of it, I'm sure. So we'll be, yes. we'll be looking forward to what, what unfolds with that in the future. Along with that, uh, since you're kind of underway with your, your mayoral duties then, what unique challenges or opportunities have you uncovered? And you know how is, how is, how is Moorhead positioned for a successful future? Well, we have a lot of um, key success factors that really positions us for a successful future. We have great people, amazing people, um, people that are working at the city and then the citizens that live in our, in our community, um, very determined character, and we have a, um, we're going to have a very focused vision after our comprehensive plan comes to be, comes to be uh, in, in reality. Um, we really believe that Moorhead is where the strong belong. And Moorhead is a rising metro. And there's actually a definition of a rising metro. And what that is is a growing city being intentionally designed. And that's what we're doing with our comprehensive plan. We're intentionally designing it as a hub of the 21st century. It has a population of less than 100,000, and rising metros also have a stable tax base, at least one institution of higher learning, which in Moorhead we have three, and growing entrepreneurial and art communities. And Moorhead um, in, embodies this definition and, and more. And so I think we are really poised on the precipice of um, jumping off into just an incredible, even better future that's uh, awesome to hear. Yeah, absolutely. You're in a good spot position for success. And as you talk a little bit about what Moorhead's assets are and kind of what you guys have going on, obviously be remiss if we didn't talk about the collaboration of other cities around our area and how we can all work together. And as mayor, now I'm sure you're leading some of those efforts and working with others across communities and, you know, in yeah. our unique situation, even across state lines, which is um, sometimes a, a fun reality as well. So as we talk about collaboration, and in this partnership, our chamber obviously believes very strongly in that as we are a regional chamber um, and especially as a border community. So what do you have in plans for ideas around cohesively working together and building our metro to be the strongest that it can be? Well, I think one of the biggest things uh, working together that our communities have been doing is the diversion project. And so with the appointment of, of being mayor, I was also then uh, 
had to step in immediately to be in the chair of the diversion authority. Um, and our diversion project affects everybody across the Red River Valley. And so that is, um, you know, something that we all want is reliable, permanent flood protection. And last week, Senator Hoven and Senator Klobuchar and Governor Burgum and Colonel Jansen were all here because we are just making incredible strides towards that reliable permanent flood protection for Fargo-Moorhead. Moorhead specifically, we are about 30 million shy of having um, and completing our voluntary flood buyout. So we are really close to closing that loop on the Moorhead side. And I know that um, Fargo um, and Cass and Clay County have also been working towards that too. Another um, cooperation and partnership that we have is with our area transit, trans transit with MetroCog, um, the shared services between Fargo, Moorhead, Dilworth, West Fargo. Um, that's really important for our, our citizens from the entire metro area to be able to move back and forth seamlessly between all of our communities. Um, but you also mentioned challenges, and challenges obviously exist when you have uh, two completely different states that have different laws and different regulations. Um, so uh, one of the things that has come up frequently is COVID-19 and the differing state guidelines for our businesses and also the vaccine protocols. Um, these different guidelines have made it really confusing sometimes for citizens who maybe they live in one city and work in a different city, but we are working collaboratively with our partners on the North Dakota side so that we can do everything we can to make everything beneficial um, to our citizens on both sides of the river. Um, we have a great working relationship um, with the other communities and, and we really truly are one community. Yeah, absolutely. And as you talk about, yeah, the COVID-19 or just overall laws in each state and how different they can be, I mean, cooperation for us here is obviously, it's it's a necessity, you know, working together, both North, um, North Dakota and Minnesota on a lot of different things. And certainly you brought up the diversion, great example. And the chamber's been, you know, really, really pushing for that as well, as we know that that's so important for our business climate and our overall community. Um, but since you brought up the diversion, I have to go on a little tangent with that. So we had, we had um, Joel Paulson in for a podcast as well and kind of uncovered some of what's going on with the diversion and dug into it. So for listeners, if you're interested in hearing about that, go check that one out as well. But uh, as you said, you jumped in as chair then after, you know, jumping into the mayoral role. So you weren't just put into one leadership position. By way of that, you were put into multiple, it sounds like. But yes. what was it like jumping into that role with the diversion, being that that's such a big project? It's obviously front and center in the news. And also being that you had to be involved, I assume, in some of the North Dakota politics with that and talking about funding on the federal level, all these different areas instead of just a Moorhead specific kind of thing that you were jumped into. So how how was that transition? You know, I was really grateful that Mayor, Mayor Judd had appointed me to the Diversion Project um, a year prior. And so I had the opportunity to get to know the other uh, directors that are on the Diversion Board, as well as I already knew uh, Joel Paulson because he had been a city council member in Moorhead prior to taking on the role of executive director. So I had uh, kind of those benefits coming in. Um, and I have to say and give a shout out to uh, my fellow board of directors. They were extremely helpful um, and incredible and really showing me some grace. Uh, my very first board meeting that I led, I had horrific technical difficulties and ended up having to lead the 
the uh, meeting from my phone, which was extremely challenging. But they have provided really a lot of great insight and advice to me, as has Jill Paulson. Um, it has been crazy um, working with both legislatures and with our, our federal uh, delegates to make sure that we get all the funding that we need. And I really um, stand on the shoulders of the people who have done this work since I believe it's 2009 is when we had the first really horrific flooding here. Um, and well, 2009, but I also remember in 1997 when we had really, really mm -hmm. horrific floods too. Um, so this has been going on for a really long time in the in the Fargo-Moorhead area, but the people that have been on the board of directors actually formed the diversion authority, um, have really laid the path to make it easy for me coming in as the chair to, um, I get to do all the great celebrations of getting the funding and getting everything in place, but it truly was all the other people who came before me. Yeah, well, and you'll, you'll certainly, it sounds like, have had and will have future celebrations with the diversion progress. I know, like you mentioned last Friday when um, the senators were in town, and it sounds like the bonding bill in North Dakota included diversion funding, so that was another great thing to yes. hear, and, and it sounds like in the next month, is it, that the um, contract is going to be awarded, the, the bidding, correct? Is that... For the P3, yes. Yes, yes. North Dakota gave... Um, I believe Governor Burgum, he mentioned at Friday's press conference that he was going to go back to Bismarck and he was signing the, the bill. And there was going to be $435 million um, dollars in funding coming from North Dakota to help with the diversion project. So. Yeah, so that was securing the final from North Dakota. So that was uh, a big win for this legislative session. And yes. uh, kudos to all the legislators that have worked yes. tirelessly on this for not just this session, but like you mentioned, many, many years. So. Yes. Okay, well, another tangent I want to get on because, you know, I, I we have to just jump from topic to topic, right, Shelly? So Absolutely. this is the great part. Um, but women in leadership. So this has been unique, obviously. Um, sounds like you're the only woman leader uh, or mayor of this region as far as um, the, the larger metro cities. So it's really interesting having you in this role and awesome to see. Um, and at the chamber, we love seeing women in leadership roles. It's so fun. Um, what's your experience been like leading up to this and you know, what, what advice do you have for others that are looking in to break that next big role? Yeah, well, the first, I think the first key for men and women, too, is working hard. Um, you know, I've always had a servant leadership role um, in, in my professional career and now venturing into the um, public, you know, public sector. Um, and I think there's always more that you can do to improve communities. So working hard, but then listening to, I think that that's a really uh, key quality of a leader um, to be willing to sit down and listen to our constituents to find out what are the challenges, what are the barriers. Um, and you know, that servant leadership, I kind of mentioned that before, is really important. Um, as a member of the city government, I really strongly believe that I'm here to serve the people of Moorhead. Uh, not the not the other way around. Mm -hmm. um, we're placed in our roles to really make decisions for the city, but those decisions have to meet the needs of our constituents and our community. And there's really no exceptions that can be made to that. That's why we are elected. And the servant leadership attitude leads to something equally important that people are looking to grow and who are looking to grow, I should say, and in advance have to have humility. Um, 
it's okay to ask questions. I am rarely the smartest person in the room. I am always asking questions, but I'm also really sitting back and listening because um, being appointed and having to step in so quickly to the role of mayor and role of, of the diversion committee, um, sometimes you don't even know, or sometimes I felt I didn't even know the questions to ask. And so a lot of it has to do with listening and processing and um, knowing it's not it's okay to not have the answers but then to surround yourself with people you know are going to have the answers and to really learn from them. And you know, you're gonna make mistakes and, and there's gonna be some snafus like uh, when I was trying my hardest to get my Teams app to work and ended up leaving, leading a very important meeting on my phone. Um, it, it's important or I felt it was very important and, and I was very grateful that the people around me gave me grace understand that people make mistakes that things happen that are out of your control but it's about how you handle the setbacks and um, really taking those times to learn from those moments so for instance I have the teams app now on three devices <laughs> and I check them for a half hour beforehand um, and make sure that you know things like that don't happen in the future yeah wow some great great advice for for all of us listening today that's awesome to hear and certainly really um, powerful to see that you're in this role and for young people that are looking to get involved in any kind of leadership not just city government but seeing you take this step and see you do it so well and as you talk about humility and listening and all these different important things that's um, uh, really powerful as a community to see that and witness witness you in this role so uh, is there any other tangents that you want to go on before I ask my last couple questions? Because I know we, we were just talking before the podcast even started and such. So is there any other kind of things you want to bring up that you wanted to talk about with our listeners as the new mayor of Moorhead? You know, I think one of the biggest takeaways I want people to uh, know about, with particularly with the city of Moorhead, um, is that we want you to come over and enjoy all the great things that we have to offer. We have such an amazing park system and we are so close to completing a full trail that goes from way north in Johnson Park um, in North Moorhead all the way down to the Blue Stem and looking at different um, bridges that are going to connect people to Fargo. And so eventually we're going to have this huge loop that people can go um, through Moorhead over into Fargo and come back and it's going to be right along the, the river. Um, Moorhead has some really great housing incentives. Our business community is growing. We've had more uh, actually new businesses opening uh, this last year than we ever have had. Um, we're building a new high school. We're building a new career academy and if you haven't explored Moorhead we want you to come over and and uh enjoy you're missing out if you're not coming over to the minnesota side of the river awesome well here's your personal invitation from the mayor herself to come visit if you have not and check out moorhead and certainly as the weather warms up and gets nicer here it'll be great to check out all those trails and all the outdoor activities that moorhead has that they can bring to our community so yes. definitely check it out if you haven't been on that side of the river it is a awesome city with has a lot of assets and a lot of great things and great people we as do. well right we do we have incredible people yes yeah yes. well before you go i do want want to just have you uh, tell listeners if you can um to stay in touch with you in the city of moorhead how can they do that what are some social media avenues or other otherwise well definitely follow us on facebook um and you can also visit cityofmoorhead.com all one word city of moorhead um, because both places really showcases um information about our city our businesses and also our incredible people 
Awesome. Well, thank you again for coming in today, Shelly. I really appreciated the conversation. It was great to sit down and chat about all these exciting things that are coming in Moorhead as well as your journey as mayor now. And thank you for all of our listeners to listening today. Um, If you want to hear more conversations like this on our podcast, I invite you to reach out and share your feedback and suggestions with us. And you can find us online at fmwfchamber.com. And stay tuned for another episode of The Chamber Connection. Have a great day.